Hey everybody, this is Greg. And this is Matt, and we are Record Mashup. If you haven't already, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And also be sure to check us out on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. You can also check out our YouTube channel page. And when you do, be sure to hit that subscribe button there as well so you can see all of our awesome videos while we're recording. Greg, what's our theme this week? All right, this week we have happiness. So... To go with that, I will be discussing Happy by Pharrell Williams, which everyone I think is familiar with if you're a huge Despicable Me fan. And Matt, what do you have for us this week? I picked a newer song, song that just came out this past summer. It's called Happy Together by Blake Shelton featuring Gwen Stefani. It's a great song. I'm really excited to talk about it. It's one that I, I enjoyed listening to this past summer. So let's uh, let's jump into it. This was a song, as I said, it's by Blake Sheldon. It features Gwen Stefani. And if you don't know, they are a couple. They have been dating. If you are fans of The Voice, you should know them both. Um, but in the event that, that you don't know that, I'm sorry. <laughs> or if you're just a person. Yeah, exactly. You know they are. All you have to do is look at the People magazines in the checkout aisle at the grocery store, and you yeah. should know who they are. <laughs> uh anyway uh so anyway so this it's a good song though um it was written by uh ross copperman josh osborne and matt jenkins uh who blake shelton has worked with he's worked with all these guys on all of his songs in the past and obviously blake blake shelton i think works with them in, in writing their songs um but it was released as a single back on july 24th 2020 this year so new song hasn't even been out six months well not quite yeah six about months. six months almost almost um Almost Christmas Eve would be six months. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a really upbeat country song uh, with similarities to a lot of the previous collaborations that Blake and Gwen have done together. This was actually their fourth collaboration that they released, and uh, it's a song that was inspired by the COVID nineteen pandemic. And simply put, it's a song about being in lockdown, uh, being in quarantine with the one you love. And there's, especially if you watch the music video, I don't know if you had a chance to watch that, Greg, but I did. It, it was pretty good. It does picture them in a lot of the places that they enjoyed being together at while they were yeah. in quarantine. So looked like exactly. it was just on a ranch for the most part. Yeah. Or so like Blake, a farm or a ranch. I don't know if he owns that. Yeah. Blake, Blake Shelton grew up in Oklahoma and has a ranch in uh, Oklahoma. And so that's, that's actually where they spent quarantine. Yeah. Um, and uh, with her well, brother. Yes, yeah, with her, with Gwen's brother, who filmed a lot of the home videos that you see in the music video. Yeah. apparently, <laughs> kind of interesting. Um, but anyway, um, as I said, it's an upbeat song. If you haven't listened to it, I actually suggest giving it a listen. It's even if you don't like country music, I think it's it's a song that people can could get into. It's if country music is too slow for you, if you just put it in like one and a half times speed on YouTube, which is what I did when I watched it like the second time, it, it's pretty upbeat and it's pretty fun to listen to. Yeah. It's a catchy song. So, <laughs> so anyway, but as I said, it's, it's a song that was inspired uh, by the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, they were at Blake's Oklahoma ranch. And one of the things that was interesting, I, I read an interview. Well, I read an article about it radio interview that uh Blake Shelton did uh with Sirius Sirius XM and he talked about how the song was really inspired about reading stories about 
how couples in quarantine were actually growing apart from their loved ones. And he talked about how he and Gwen actually felt the opposite and that they actually felt like they became closer to one another during quarantine. And so he, um, he felt that he needed a song um, that reflected um, or I guess reflected the opposite of what he felt was he was reading and, and gleaning from the newspaper. So I, I will say, knowing people in the military, some wives can't wait to get rid of their husbands to go on deployment because of how much they annoy them after being home for like six months together. <laughs> like, just go back on deployment. <laughs> well, it's funny. That's that was one of the things we talked about in this in this article. Um, uh, he was saying that he was absolutely loving quarantine because he had speculated that he probably hadn't spent more than two weeks at his ranch, um, you know, prior to this, because he's constantly on tour or, you know, in LA shooting for the voice or, or whatever. And so the fact that he was forced to stay at home for more than two weeks, he thought was pretty awesome. But yeah, I think, I think it's important to uh, get your own separate away time. Like I think a lot of couples, don't know exactly how to interact with each other when they're near each other for a while. I'm a huge nerd and I'll just sit in my room and play video games all the time. And my wife is like, okay, with like doing her own thing, taking a bath or whatever it is. And then we just separate that way. And yeah. she just doesn't even have to see me for, she could just not see me for weeks on end, just playing video games, you know, if it <laughs> really came down to it, but it usually goes for only a couple of hours, but you know. Yeah. No, I definitely, I definitely think that's true. I'm, you know, I'm more of a, an extrovert. My wife is more of an introvert. And so, you know, she definitely needs her, her alone time space to, to kind of recharge her energy. And, um, and, you know, we're, we're lucky enough to where we've got the ability to, to, to be in different rooms like you and your wife. Um, but I definitely, I have friends that uh, that's not the case. Um you know, they're still living in, in an apartment or, or whatever. And, um, you know, I know quarantine was tough, was tough on some couples. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's, I think everybody's experiences are different. Um, but I think you're right. I think, I think people do need their own alone time for, for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, so definitely. Anyway, um, let's jump into the lyrics, uh, of the song. Um, Verse one, this verse, he's mostly talking about his past. Uh, he talks about how he's been a rolling stone with a reckless street and how the grass never gets too grown underneath his feet. And it's just kind of talking about this idea that he's constantly on the move. And I think, I think there's a, there's two ways to see this. I think there's a literal perspective here, how he's, he's constantly physically moving from place, you know, from point A to point B, mm-hmm. right? So this idea that he's never home, like we just talked about, but it also, I think there's a somewhat of a metaphor here. And, and even, and as I said, you know, Blake didn't, isn't the, the main, or isn't billed as the main songwriter of this, but he did, he did, I think, influence it from what I read. And I do think that in this verse, there's a metaphor for his past relationship history. So uh, if you don't know um, much about Blake Shelton, he's actually had, he's been married twice before he and Gwen were together. Uh, his second wife was uh, Miranda Lambert, if, you, if you've heard of her, another uh, popular and famous country singer. Um, and so I think, to a certain extent, I think this verse is a metaphor for how he's constantly moving through relationships in his life. 
Yeah, having that reckless streak. Exactly. Um, although I'm not going to get into the whole Blake and Miranda thing. I know there's like a bajillion different fan theories out there and what do you read in the tabloids? So that's not what this is about, but I'm just saying that I think there's a metaphor here in this verse for his past relationship history. I'm just going to leave it at that. And we're going to move on. Uh, <laughs> so uh, then we go into the chorus where uh, he says, you know, I was, he was running wide open and he was born with his feet in motion. So again, this idea that constantly moving, uh, but then ever since he met her, and he's referring to Gwen Stefani here, uh, he could be happy anywhere. So it doesn't matter. Um, well, and then he says this line. I love this line. I just, I don't know. I don't know why. I just, I think it's the way he pronunciates the, the words in the, in the song. But he says, you know, any mapped out location, she's always his destination. And I just, I don't know. I just think that's kind of a cool play on words um, for this concept of you're constantly running. It doesn't matter where you are in the map. But, you know, you know, the destination is, is the relationship. And I think that's kind of a cool way of, of explaining that. Absolutely. Um, and then he just says, you know, um, he could be happy anywhere with her. Um, and so just kind of continuing this metaphor that he, he established in the first verse about, you know, it doesn't matter where he is physically if he's if he's with her. So, um, you know, again, reading into it, you know, there's the there's the physical aspect of where you are in the world. But again, I think there's a, an underlying metaphor here that, you know, he's found the one. Um, his past was all about, you know, wandering from relationship to relationship. But now with Gwen, he's found the one. And so I think, I think that's kind of the underlying tone here. Um, verse two, he just continues this idea of being with the one that he loves, uh, regardless of where you are. You know, he talks about how you can be somewhere in the world where you can see the northern northern lights, but your mind is elsewhere with, with the one you love, or you can see the blue sky over Telluride, but it just it just doesn't compare. Nothing, nothing matters other than being with the one you love. And then he just repeats the chorus um, multiple times. Um, that's pretty much the song. It's super catchy, as we said earlier. I just think it's such a, a fun song to listen to. I, Very, I'd say for a country song, as me not being a huge country listener, so very limited country experience, it's definitely a more upbeat song. Yeah. It's definitely a, a makes you feel good song, too. Um, one of those kind of, you know, you always hear about, like, songs of the summer, right? It came out in the summer. It's definitely a summer song. I've always liked Gwen Stefani's stuff, so, like, I can get down with some Blake Shelton, Gwen Stefani, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Um, that's really all I got. We talked about the music video already and how her brother filmed it. Uh, he was apparently stuck in quarantine with them yeah. there in Oklahoma. He, he also filmed, I guess, some extra stuff that he also posted after the video came out, I guess. I oh, didn't actually see that. Um, but, but, I saw that in an article somewhere. Maybe it was on Wikipedia or something, but it talks about how he had some extra stuff. Cool. Yeah, I missed that. That's pretty neat. Um, yeah, uh, the song hit number one in Canada. Um, it also hit number one on the Billboard Country Airplay charts, um, but it was only it peaked at number three on the country charts. Um, yeah. Um, it lost and, out because of that dang Taylor Swift. Uh, <laughs> Any of you are a Tiger King fan, Taylor Swift is like my Carol Baskins. Yeah. That damn Taylor Swift. 
Is it gets me every time? Is it everything Taylor Swift or just like new Taylor Swift? I'm just so okay. So I don't. I I guess I can't say it's like Tiger King because like I don't hate Taylor Swift. I just don't think she's as great as everyone makes her out to be. One, I don't like country music, so obviously don't like her early stuff. Two, her pop stuff is like, from what I've heard, is not that great. And everyone on the boat, the three years I was there tried to get me to like Taylor Swift because everyone apparently is obsessed with Taylor Swift. And like, you know what? She wears red lipstick. She looks like a clown. Just going to say it. Guess what? My unattractive ass is going to say that she looks like a clown. And I don't care what you guys say. Have an unpopular opinion about me, but that's it. You know what? Done. Sorry. But you know what? I don't know her. She might be a fantastic person in, in person. Just not a big fan of her music. Fair enough. Sorry, Taylor Swift rant over. It's all good. Taylor, if you ever happen to listen to this, I think your music's great. <laughs> also, Taylor, if you happen to listen to this, I apologize. I'm not trying to actually bad you. <laughs> it's everyone else that makes I have the Tom Brady effect for Taylor Swift, right? Like, I don't like Tom Brady either. He might be a swell guy in person, haven't met the guy in person. He's a good quarterback, but like everyone loves him so much that i think i hate him because of the fans greg greg you clearly you clearly live in new england because uh all you gotta do is travel south and you'll find plenty of people that hate tom brady <laughs> well yeah there's that and that taylor swift did own a house in connecticut also i think she's yeah. actually because she was getting stalked or something like that yeah but anyway any uh, all right anyways back to blake <laughs> Sheldon but stefani um yeah i think i think that's pretty much all i got uh on the song it was uh, the last thing i was gonna say was um it was actually this was blake shelton's 33rd top 10 hit hmm. so um, good job blake yeah chart maker right there and um yeah as i said it's a fun song if you haven't listened to it give it a listen yeah uh, definitely so definitely i didn't have anything else either for that song well, cool. You want to talk about uh, Happy by Pharrell? Yeah, so I will say that the Happy Anywhere song is much more lyrically in-depth. Um, but I will say Happy by Pharrell has a much longer list of like facts and things about it. Yeah. So I'm only going to skim through the lyrics just because like there's not much to cover. Sure. Anyways, so the song debuted in 2013 in november so for his 2014 album called girl which is a second um second solo album and it was also the single the only single from the film despicable me too so that's giving mm-hmm. you a insight into what the song is and where it came from anyways getting into the lyrics so it starts off with it might be seem crazy what i'm about to say sunshine she's here you can take a break. I'm a hot air balloon that could go to space with air. Like, I don't care, baby, by the way. And then it breaks it down why he feels that way. It's because he's happy. Uh, talks about clap along and feel like a room without a roof because I'm happy. Clap along and feel like happiness is the truth because I'm happy. Clap along if you know what happiness is to you because I'm happy. Clap along feel like that's what you want to do so basically are you happy you should feel happy clap clap along with it you know love the clap 
Yep. Thank you. Uh, I felt like that really added to it and got my point across. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here you get to the next lyrics, which are not very in depth. Here come bad news, talking this and that. Well, give me all you got and don't hold it back. Well, I should probably warn you, I'll be just fine. No offense to you. Don't waste your time. Here's why. And it's because he's happy. And it gets back into the chorus. Yeah. I think there's and- some. There's definitely uh, some, in both verses, actually, there's some references, I think, to some things going on in real life. Uh, I don't know if you picked up on those. Um, so, for example, in the first verse, when he's talking about the hot air balloon going into space. Yeah. That was right after, uh, it was about a year after Felix Baumgartner's um, descent from, like, 130,000 feet in the air. I don't know if you remember that. Um I don't know if that's necessarily referencing that. No, but it's I, I think that one might be a little bit of a stretch, but Fair. I, I think I think more of the hot air balloon that could go into space is just like you're you're kind of you're elated, you're like you're like high on like being happy and you're you're so high that you could go into outer space basically on being happy. That's Fair. how I took it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I thought the timing of when the song came out and when that happened was interesting. Yeah. Um, then the other part was in the second verse. Um, this was right in the, he wrote this and released it right in the midst of the lawsuit with Marvin Gaye's um, estate. Mm-hmm. And so I think the second verse where he's talking about um, this need to have to remain positive in the light of bad news, you know, I think he's trying to say like, you know, yeah, you guys are suing me, but you know what? You're not going to get me down. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to stay happy. Um, Absolutely. So I kind of thought that was an interesting undertone to that verse. Yeah. And just kind of seeing some of the like interviews from him, because I'm pretty sure uh, if, if I remember properly, he he did run away from like home and early age and stuff. And I think he's been like making kind of a way for himself. And I think also that he, he's, he's less successful lifestyle. So he's probably happy himself. I mean, I, I, I know I can't speak for him myself, but that's just the kind of attitude that I get from Pharrell from like yeah. seeing interviews and just seeing, seeing how he interacts and the types of music he makes. Fellow Virginian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has a, uh, he started um, uh, organizing a huge music festival in Virginia beach every year. Oh really? How long yeah. has that been going on? Uh, a few years now, I think. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think I just read where, like, they're going to be building a casino and he's, like, helping back part of it or something. Um, I guess that's probably where they'll do some of the music festival in the future. But Yeah. Interesting. I saw Pharrell, too, uh, getting off or off topic. I, um, I actually saw him in concert at the concert for Charlottesville, um, which, if you don't know, was a huge... Uh, benefit concert after um, the events of august 12th um, 2018 in charlottesville virginia but um pharrell was one of the the artists that that performed and uh he's definitely got a lot of energy when he performs he's very entertaining i can't remember if i saw him i saw so many people like uh what, do you remember what warps tour was yeah 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 absolutely yeah i think he performed at one of those i saw him there and i also went to a kanye west concert and he okay. was the is he the opener no 
he was the third to play. It was Lupe Fiasco, Rihanna, and then uh, NERD, which was his band. Mm-hmm. I, I saw them perform. That that was that was a good show. Like, yeah, that sounds really, like a really, cool really, really good. And this was back. This was back before like Kanye kind of went off track of like what he started as as a rapper. Um, so this is back in t- 2008. So it was, it was pretty good back then. Nice. Cool. Um, okay, get back into the lyrics. So where were we? Uh, here, yeah, here comes the bad news. Uh, go, and that kind of breaks down a little bit. It says bring me down, can't nothing bring me down. Levels too high, can't nothing bring me down. Just kind of saying that he he's too happy that no matter what happens, you, he's not. You're not gonna bring him down. And that honestly is pretty much the whole song. And it kind of goes between that little breakdown and then the chorus and back and forth. And if you watch the music video, music video is very fun, very upbeat. There's a lot of famous people in it, a lot of like just random people in it, just dancing, just kind of lip syncing to the, to the chorus of I'm so happy. And it's a very like fun, upbeat song. And I really enjoyed it. Definitely fits into the despicable me uh, movie. And also I, I love the despicable me movie. So the, I mean, <laughs> You, you won't hear me say it too too often unless I'm talking about my cats, but the little minions are adorable as fuck. Sorry, I, I swore there. Usually don't. But it's okay. We've got super the little adorable. E next to us. What was that? We've got the little E next to our podcast. We're good. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that is the lyrics. Let me break down a couple of the facts for the song and then matt if you have any this is kind of similar to the michael jackson issue we had last time a thriller where there were like forty thousand song facts that's the same for this one yeah so this song came out in 2013 as i said for his album 2014 the song actually charted in over like 30 countries as the number one song in the world so very very successful and in the united states it hit number one on like 10 different charts it's ridiculous yeah it's insane it did very very good it was very successful and this is actually coming after a couple uh pharrell's other songs so he had lose yourself the dance and get lucky with daft punk and then he also had the blurred lines with oh god who was it um robin thick yeah robin thick and he was coming off of that and so he got this song and this song was actually written for CeeLo Green. If you don't know who CeeLo Green is, he was one of the rappers part of Goody Mob back in the day who was associated with Outkast. And he also uh, wrote the song Forget You, which was a huge, huge hit off his Lady Killer album. And um, that his label actually turned it down. And that's how Pharrell got to keep the song. Yeah, apparently he had a Christmas album that they were getting ready to promote. Oh, gosh. Listen, I just, oh, man, I just went down a rabbit hole. I, I'm sorry. I'm just going to break this. So next week, we'll, we'll introduce our song, but like we're going to be doing a Christmas episode. And I went down this huge rabbit hole of Christmas songs. So first, I was going to pick something like Michael Buble, where he covers something and it'd be like a nice song. Then Matt was all like, no, I'm going to go crazy with it. We'll get to the songs later. <laughs> and I went down a rabbit hole. Did you know there are three Snoop Dogg Christmas albums? 
I, I did not before today. No, that I was is like insane. bragging about it all day today or all night, I guess. And then CeeLo Green has a Christmas album. It's insane. It's insane. Also, Snoop Dogg Christmas albums, greatest thing ever. Go listen to them. All of them. I think I think my theory on this, my theory on this is that if you if you ever become a recording artist, you're just you're required to produce and record at least one Christmas album. Yeah. Have you ever seen Pitch Perfect? Uh, I haven't seen the movie, but I've heard the, I've heard. Okay. And Pitch Perfect 2, Snoop Dogg and Anna Kendrick's character, like collaborate for like this Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, like collaboration. And like, I thought that was cool. But then me and my wife were just listening to Snoop Dogg albums, man, like a pimp's Christmas. That is a song. (laughs) Like go listen to that or a Snoopy Christmas or a doggy dog Christmas. Like that is a song. Like you gotta go listen to those. Oh man. So so the reason why I'm so upbeat is because of the happiness theme and happy. So I'm gonna get back on topic and stop like blabbering about things not associated with the song. So one of the other fun facts I saw is that Iran actually arrested people for making a tribute to the song. And that was due, according to their police chief, the song represented vulgarity and also hurt the public chastity. So while people, Iranian fans, created a tribute to the song, they were also arrested for it, which I thought that that's just crazy. Like the 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 Western model of like thinking, like so United States model is just like, oh, I wouldn't get arrested for like making a tribute to a song, but like some countries out there and that just still just blows my mind i hope yeah. those people are still happy after that you know yeah. i hope i hope nothing can bring them down like the song said i don't know Be- getting wait hold on hold on i didn't read this part before it was reported on september 2014 that seven of the individuals who have been handed sentences suspended for three years of 91 lashes each along with jail by iranian court yeah those people aren't happy no, I'm sorry. That's the lash is not terrible. Awful. This is awful. This is a downer. Let's bring this back up. So we got okay. we got to shift back to a happier. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Oh man. So, <laughs> um, I don't even know where to go with the next. Well, one. Just I want to think. There's like, wanna... hold on. There were. There were like 15 people that also starred in his music video for it along the lines of there was Steve Carell and Miranda Cosgrove who were also in Despicable Me as well. And then there's Tyler, the creator, um, Kelly Osborne, Magic Johnson, Magic Johnson, Jimmy Kimmel, Steve Martin, Janelle Monet, Jamie Foxx, yeah. a whole bunch of other people too. So the, the, the music video apparently was a 24 hour long music video that was live streamed over like 24, well, obviously 24 hours. Um, and they basically, it's a four minute song. So they basically repeated it every four minutes for 24 straight hours. So it's 360 plays if you're curious. Which so, also doesn't really matter because most of the lyrics are the same throughout the whole song. So like throwing the song on loop is like, it doesn't really break it up either. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's why like at various points during the during the 24 hours, like all these people came into the video. Um, and then the video that everybody watches on YouTube is just a four minute condensed version of the clips that they filmed during that 24 hour period. I'd also like to add this was his fourth number one hit on the hot 100 list. 
but his first is the lead artist. He'd also been on there as with Snoop Dogg, um, Ludacris, Robin Thicke, and Nelly. I think. No, not no. Sorry, that, that was three songs. Yeah, four. Um, but he has had other songs. If you look at like the past, like the 2000s and 2010, I, I think we said this on a previous podcast, but he's had like the majority of number one hits on the billboards. Like he's either produced, directed something, whatever it was, directed the music video, produced the music for it, or wrote the lines for it. He's had some part in all of like a majority of songs that are on the top 100. Yeah. Pharrell's before he became an artist himself was an incredibly good producer and songwriter. Yeah. Um, he's, he's had his hands in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I would say he's one of, if not the most talented people in the music industry. Yeah. Because he's done, he's dabbled a lot in just different types of genres too. Not just, not just like rap or anything like that. Like, like he did stuff with Daft Punk and all that yeah. stuff too. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I think for myself, that's all the, um facts that i'm going to cover just because of there's so many of them yeah i think i think uh the only thing i would add that that you haven't mentioned um when he was writing the song he actually took him like seven to nine attempts to get the final version before he was fully happy with it Mm -hmm. um no pun intended (laughs) (laughs) uh but um, but he but he kept saying how he, he was trying to to get it right so that it would fit the scene in the movie, and it, it just took him several attempts to to get to that point. I, I did have one more after uh, if you were done. Yeah, good. So, if you know who Curtis Mayfield is, he was a singer songwriter guitarist uh, back in the day. They compared his falsetto. Uh, singing voice in the song to Curtis Mayfield. So I think that's a big praise to Pharrell's ability, especially as I I don't know if many people really see him as a singer or a rapper or what it is, but he does have a great voice. Yeah, no, absolutely. I will say. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, Song won a couple Grammys. Um, And most importantly, it has been parodied by Weird Al as the song tacky on weird al's 2418 album mandatory fun i i will be honest i haven't heard that song i haven't either but i love weird al and anything weird well, al does i think it's great <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's all i have for the song matt did you have anything additional for the song no i think i'm uh, i think that covers it okay i think we can introduce next week's song which i already kind of did so i'll just start that off (laughs) with christmas song and we're not going to pick a typical christmas song because everyone's singing rudolph the red-nosed reindeer jingle bells all those things every all that and as i said go check out snoop dogg's christmas album and celo green's christmas album they're they're a hoot and a holler and actually celo green's singing in his christmas album was actually pretty great so i recommend checking that out um, anyways, my song is going to be from the famed Froggy Fresh, or if you don't know him by that name, changed it 
way back in the day. It originally was Krispy Kreme. I'm going <laughs> to use his Christmas song of the John Cena Christmas. And it's going to be delightful. Yes. And I was listening to this song earlier. I'd never heard it before, but I was literally laughing as I was listening to it. So it brings me so much joy. And the song that I have picked is a classic extension of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer with Leroy the Redneck Reindeer by Joe Diffie. So it will be a fun week talking about fun Christmas songs that you've probably never heard before, but you should definitely give a listen. Absolutely. And with that, before we go, as always, thank you for listening. And if you could please check us out on Apple, YouTube, Google, CastBox, wherever you want to listen to us on. And if you really want to see our beautiful faces, make sure you're checking out that YouTube. It needs a lot more love. And if you can leave a comment or email us or send us a message on our Instagram, we, we would always appreciate that. Our email is on the bottom. If you're watching the video and it's recordmashup at gmail.com. And with that, I bid you adieu. Have a great week, everybody.